Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Jen Merchant back on with us. Jen, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Super, super good. How, uh, how have you been? We haven't had you on here for a while. I know, man. It feels like it's been forever. I've I've been doing really good, actually. Nice. What What have you been up to? How's the weather over there? Uh, it's very windy. It's really, honestly, too windy. Um, but man, I, I've just been doing so much fishing, uh, putting other people on fish lately. Um, been going to the gym a lot. Nice. <laughs> um, I even. Got NASM. Yeah, I got I got NASM certified uh, to be a personal trainer uh, part time. No way. Uh, so that was that was pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I got my license uh, to be the first woman to ever guide on the national seashore here. In Are Corpus. you serious? So that was pretty cool too. Wow! Congrats! Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Hey, Jen, yeah. for, for the people listening in, give, a, give an overview on yourself, where you're from, what you do. Talk to us about what you personally, as Jen, froth out on living the salt life. I'm a surf fishing guide out here out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can find me on the beach and you can find me putting other people on fish. So. I know you're, you're like always posting the raddest stuff, like catching sharks and stuff from the shore. And it's so <laughs> rad to follow your adventures. Uh, I really, really, really want to go to like Texas and just go to the beach there because I've never been to the beach on that side of the world. And I know that that place gets waves too. Not often, but you guys do get waves. Yeah, we we do actually. And now would be the time to do it because like I said, it's super windy. So, but yeah, if you, if you ever come down here, then let me know. We'll definitely get you on some fish. So I know some people that can put you on some waves as well. So. For sure. Yeah, that would be the best of both worlds. That place is super amazing. I've seen photos and, and seen your Instagram and stuff. It's super cool to to uh, experience different parts of the United States through Salt Life and social media. Like social media takes such a presence in our lives. And it's cool to be able to have that um, and be able to see that. And you're so good at that too, especially with like working out too and stuff. Like you're always on top of your game, which is so rad. Um, and I'm sure Salt Life's just <laughs> super, super stoked on that as well. Um, so let's talk about spring fishing. I mean, uh, when does it officially start? Yeah. For us, it's like late March, early April. For me, the what kicks it off is late March, like I said, uh, the sheepheads start hitting the jetties in droves. Um, and so you'll find me on the jetty for probably a solid month straight just fishing for sheephead. I mean, you can limit out in like 30 minutes to an hour easy. And then Jack's, Jack Cravel, once the, once the, all the bait starts rolling in, then man, Jack's are my favorite fish to catch pound for pound. One of the toughest fighting fish you will ever catch. Yeah, I was gonna just ask you what your favorite uh what your favorite species was to catch. <laughs> Jack Jack are pretty gnarly. They're uh they're definitely a fighting fish for sure. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody eating them before, but I did I did hear of one person that said that they had tried them and I was like, I'm not I'm not that brave. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> 
once those jacks start rolling in, man, I'm on the beach just chasing them nonstop. And it's cool too because the jack, I feel like you can get small ones or big ones and they still are super, super gnarly. Like they're so strong. I swear the whole fish is just a muscle. Right. And it's crazy too. Like my first jack was, I want to say it was almost 50 inches long. It was huge. Um, I was by myself and when I hooked into it by complete accident um, and it just started screaming, I thought I had a shark on. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> my whole body, my arms, my arms and my back were sore for like two days straight. <laughs> That's so gnarly. It's so, it's so fun. Like seeing how gnarly fish can fight, even like when I go up to like Oregon and fish the rivers and stuff, the little trout and stuff are just so strong. And there's Jack too. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They're in, they're in the surf. Like they go swim around all over the place and they, they have to be strong. They have to be muscular um, to be able to eat and go, go uh, hunting. Talk to me about like the setups you're using <laughs> and, uh, and also like how the heck do you even like, get to these spots are you driving on the beach or are you are you hiking into certain spots or is it pretty wide open um there on the coastline uh what i love about texas um is that we can drive on the beach here um and our beaches are extremely clean um and the 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 space allotted for your vehicles to drive there's just so much seashore between the dunes and the actual water itself um, so whenever I'm fishing the jetty, you know, I just drive up to it, park, uh, get out and walk up and down, you know, but when I'm fishing the surf, I'll drive sometimes 60, 50, 60 miles to get to where I'm going of nothing but beach, you know, just off-roading for 60 miles. Um, and then you just park where you want to fish and get out and have at it. That sounds so sick. So how do you... How do you usually find a specific spot when you're driving down the beach for that long? Man, it's everybody always asks me that. It's super hard to explain, like, unless I had a piece of paper and a pen where I could draw it out for you. But I look for pinches and uh, what I call trout holes and, and guts, washouts. Um, you really have to, you know, know how to read the surf and be able to, to see. You also want to look for bait. Uh, bait balls, especially during the spring when you're trying to target Jack Creville. Uh, it's amazing to see like first thing early in the morning, you'll see all these birds diving and then you'll see this, you know, the bait just crashing from the water underneath. Um, and these jacks, you'll just see them just pouncing and attacking them. It's quite amazing to watch this whole feast going on. Um, you know, we look for that and then just start throwing a like a silver spoon or a live mullet into the mix. Why is Jack your favorite fish to catch in the spring? Because they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Because they're fun, man. Uh, it's like, like I said, pound for pound, man, they put up quite a fight. Um, and then we, I also use them for, uh, for bait. Um, so I'll stock up, use them for bait for whenever the sharks come in during the summertime. Oh, so you can use Jack for sharks. Yeah. He, well, here, in, I don't know what it's like there where you're at, but like here in Texas, yeah, you can. Hey, that's rad. I mean, that it's just a circle of life and it's cool because then you don't have to go buy bait. You're just like, okay, cool. I'm catching Jack right. and then I'm just going to use these things to catch shark and stuff. What, um, what about tackle and, and right. equipment and the bait that you're using for Jack? I mean, 
obviously you have to get those lines out there pretty far. So are you using some crazy tackle? Well, man, sometimes the jack can come in really close to the shoreline. I mean, I've seen them in in ankle deep water, uh, just right up against the shore. It's very rare that I've seen that happen, but it does happen. Um, to get the bait out far, you want to use at least a one and a half, two ounce, you know, silver spoon. But man, I've seen Jack take almost anything. I mean, if you, if they're feeding right there, then they'll take anything you throw at them. A buddy of mine, uh, it was, this is a funny story. A buddy of mine, he had a, a rubber duck, a small rubber duck hanging from his rear view mirror and it had these hooks on it. And I was like, what in the world is this for? You know? He's like, the next time I see some jacks, I'm going to throw it into, (laughs) he's like, I'm going to throw it into the mix and see if they'll catch it. And I'm like, no way. It's been like three or four years. And I asked him, I was like, did you catch any jacks on it yet? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they'll take anything. anything. They'll take anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can use anything. Um, You definitely want to use at least a 10, 12 foot pole to swing that bait out there as far as you can, for sure. So talk to me about your setup that you have on the beach. You're obviously driving on the beach when you're not at the jetty and stuff. Um, do you have like fishing rod holders and everything that go along with the with the car too or the truck or whatever you're driving? Well, I have all my poles on a pole holder, which is attached to the front hitch. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, we have other rig ups for when we're doing other, when we're fishing for other fish, but when we're just regular fishing we just put everything on the pole holder and head straight out you said it's pretty windy there right now yeah we barely have a day where we can just go out and actually throw on artificial it's it's insane right now do you usually have to wear like specific uh outerwear and gear and stuff when you're fishing in the springtime in texas no not necessarily um it's just a preference uh sometimes I'll start early. I'll throw on the bikini, you know, go out there, try to get some sun before the summer hits. But um, most of the time, you know, I'm I'm out there in my board shorts and, you know, a long sleeved SPF Salt Life shirt like like the one I'm wearing now um, just to keep the sun off of me. So how's the weather usually in the spring out there? Is it pretty warm? Yeah, it actually starts to warm up. The wind starts to die down. Um like I said, it, it start it kicks off with the sheephead, and then you have all the bait that starts running through, um, and then that's when you get your reds, your trout, your jacks. Um, it, it's just one of my favorite times of the year to to actually fish, is to go out there and see the whole mix just happening. It's amazing. Yeah, what kind of other fish? I mean, jack jack are obviously super fun to catch, but is there any fish that you're hunting specifically? for eating um, and edible fish that is good uh, eating over there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely redfish. Um, once spring hits, most of the bigger bull reds have already, they're not in the surf anymore. Um, you'll start catching more slot reds, um, reds that you can keep. Um, and then, of course, trout. Um, I, I love to fish for trout during the spring. The water starts getting a little bit more blue, a little bit more calm. And uh, it's a lot easier to to target them close to the shoreline. And everybody always asks me, they're like, how far out do you go to cast, you know, for trout? And I'm like, you don't have to get your feet wet at all. Like just really? stand in the, like they're that shallow. Yeah, they're super shallow. It's insane. So what about the different types of, you know, lures or you were talking about spoons, you're using silver spoons or jack. What kind of bait or lures and setups yeah. are you using for trout? 
for trout, it's the same thing. Um, you know, I use the silver spoon, but like what, whenever, whenever the spring fishing kicks off, let's say, um, end of March, um, and the sheep start rolling in, I'll hit the jetty with live shrimp. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of going out there and fishing with dead shrimp. And, um, you're just going to catch pin perch all day long. Um, you have to go with live if you want to catch sheep head and if you want to limit out really quick. Um, then when I'm, when I'm hitting the surf and I'm chasing jacks and, um, not even just jacks, when I'm chasing jacks, reds, trout, uh, you're looking at a silver spoon. That's my go-to for, uh, you know, if it's not super crazy with like seaweed and things like that, otherwise I'll be using a top water. Um, but yeah, silver spoon's my go-to for sure. And the reason being is because it is, um, it mimics or it looks like a mullet. And that's when the the mullets start running through is during the springtime. Um, so you always want to match the hatch. You want to match whatever is out there um, if you want to have the best luck. So. Yeah, for sure. I think that I was actually just watching a, um, a YouTube video about these guys fly fishing and looking at the different flies that are um, landing on the water and rivers and stuff and how, how much of a difference it makes just by a bead on a fly or different colors or same thing with, with, uh, saltwater, what kind of bait, uh, fish are going after. We have bluefin uh, tuna season here in the summertime. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. mackerel, sometimes it's sardines, you know, like those fish are very particular on what they will eat. And, um, it's really important to right, know right. what kind of bait you're using, you know? Right. We get the Spanish mackerels here too, but it's mostly during the summer. Um, and then, uh, close to the end of fall, we get, we get, there's like one week in the, in the end of fall where we get like really big Spanish mackerel, but yeah, no springtime spring is my favorite. Yeah. It sounds amazing. So talk to me about, talk to me about shark fishing then. So when is like the best time for shark fishing and how much of a difference is it with your setups and the gear that you're using? Uh, once, uh, once the end of spring starts to finish, you're looking at like late April, May, somewhere around in there, um, you'll start getting hammerheads, uh, roll in and they're usually the first ones that we start to see. Um, and it's like the beginning of summer, end of spring, beginning of summer. And the reason they come in is because they're chasing the, the Jack Curvell. So once the jacks come in, then the, the hammerheads come in. You know, it's like you said, it's the circle of life uh, pretty much. So when we're shark fishing, we, uh, like I said, we get to drive our trucks on the beach. And so we have this huge rack that's attached to the bed of the truck. And we climb up on the rack and we stand on the rack to fish. We have all of our pole holders up there. Um the rods and reels that we use are huge, heavy duty, uh, 80 wide avids. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. Big gear, big fish, big gear for sure. Um, <clears throat> what right. about you were saying that you're, you have like full pole setups and everything. Have you ever had one rip off? No, I haven't. Um, we, we have our, we have our rack, uh, custom made by blue streak here out of Corpus and, they do an amazing job with welding and things like that. We've never had anything uh, break off. Um, but I have heard of people that had their pole holders in the ground and um, a fish come and just rip it right out. I mean, not even shark. Like 
by like Bull Reds and wow. Jack Cravel, especially this time of, yeah. Yeah, especially during the spring, Jacks will come and just, and if you're not watching it and a school comes through, your, your stuff's gone. And a funny thing too is, and well, not funny for them, but um, I find pole, rod and reel combos on the beach all the time oh, when I'm no. driving with clients because, yeah, a fish will take their gear out and then, you know, and they lose it. And then the the waves will bring it back up to the beach, you know, and I find, of course, by the time I find it, you know, it's it's done for once that salt water's hit it. But it's still, it's like, oh. What fish got you? <laughs> yeah. What fish kidnapped your your rod and reel, you know? What kind of regulations do you guys have there in Corpus Christi? Are there a lot of regulations against Jack and everything? Or is it pretty um, pretty user-friendly when it comes to regulations and rules with the fishing game? Yeah. Uh, the, the regulations and rules are, are very, very easy to follow. Um, we have an app uh, that we can use. It's I think it's Texas Outdoor app. Um, you can access it anywhere. It shows you the different species, the bag and length limits of what you're allowed to catch. Um, pretty much game fish uh, are the only thing that's regulated here. So, Jack, you can catch as many as you want. Um, you know, there's no size limit on them. Um, but mostly mostly like redfish, trout, um, and things like that are going to be regulated. The highly desired fish. Yeah, yeah, the ones that everybody wants to eat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It makes sense. I mean, you start taking those things out when they're babies and stuff. It's like, oh, well, that thing probably could have produced more or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's rules and regulations, and sometimes they're good. Right. Sometimes you're like, oh man, but you know what? They're all they're all in place for a reason. So that's good. What um what kind of tips and right, tricks right. do you have for spring fishing in general? Oh, like I said earlier, just match the hatch. That's the best thing that you can do. Um, like that's when all the bait fish are going to be coming in. And so you're competing against thousands of other live mullet or yeah. whatever else is out there, uh, like lady fish, things like that. So you want your bait to be an easy, easier to catch, catch than what's out there. But you also want to, to resemble the smell, the look and everything that is out there. So like, let's say if, you're competing against thousands of live mullet that are swimming nearby. If you cast out a live mullet, yeah, you you could get a fish. But if you, let's say if you um, scale your live mullet uh, to get the scent out, or if you cut your mullet in half and you use like a, a piece of a, a chunk bait, um, then you have that smell that's going to elude in the water a little bit better. Um, and you're going to get a bite a lot quicker for sure. That's just, that's my, that's my uh, tip that I use. Yeah. Making your bait look good. Um, I always think about, yeah. I always think about like bluefin tuna fishing because it's, there's such particular fish when it comes to the bait and stuff. And you get your bait, you scoop your bait and you're trying to get like one bait at a time. So you don't mess up the other bait and stuff. And you're looking at that fish to make sure that the scales aren't messed up or to make sure it's really live and stuff. Um, do you guys do the same kind of thing over there when it comes to checking your bait and making making sure that it looks healthy and fresh and good? Yes and no. You know, you don't want to throw out, let's say if you throw out a live mullet and it's you're sitting and waiting uh, for 30 minutes, you don't get a bite. Um, you definitely want to check. You want to reel in, check your pole. 
um, check your bait, uh, make sure that it's still alive. Um, you know, that it's not just dead and, and hanging there, obviously, but um, you, you definitely want to keep your bait live and, and fresh and, and moving around while it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure, making sure it looks good. <laughs> All of a sudden you see that thing just floating to the surface. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, this one's not good anymore. <laughs> but um, do you have any trips coming in, coming up or uh, any yeah. adventures you're going on soon? I tell you what, I'm a wanderer. I plan as I go, but I do have a trip for Colorado planned uh, during the spring. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I've never been. Uh, and I wanted to go whenever it was very snowy, but obviously that's not going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully it'll still be, you know, a little bit of snow there when I go, but going to find some spots where I can catch some fish for sure. Yeah. Fishing is so fun. It's, it's so unique and it's so, it can be so hard because like you were saying, uh, looking at bait, um, looking to where the fish are, sometimes you see, you know, bird diving, but the bait's just up for some random reason or that school of fish brought that bait up and now the bait's up top, but the fish left. It's so fun. It's so, it's so exhilarating because there's so many different ways you can catch fish. There's so many times that you see fish but not every time you catch fish. And that's what's kind of like, that's why they call it fishing, not catching, right? But um, it's so, it's so right, fun right. and it, it's just an adventure all the time. And and your social media presence and what you bring and stuff, it's so fun to watch and, and see that. So um, keep that up. Well, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You too. Thank you. I appreciate that too. Um, so what? Uh, <laughs> how do people get to come fish with you? You said that, um, you have your, your license now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been licensed for about three years, but, um, I, I did get my license to guide on the national seashore. Um, it, you have to get like a permit and, uh, permission to do that. I think there's only three of us out there so far, but, um, so yeah, uh, if anybody wants to go fishing with me, uh, if they're planning a trip to Texas or to Corpus Christi, um, they can go to my website. It's, uh, fishing with Jen. J E N that's one N.com. Um, you can go to my Instagram or my TikTok. It's Jen Merchant. Uh, like I said, just one N. And I'm on Facebook as well. So Rad. Thank you so much, Jen, for uh for giving that info out. And thanks for uh your social media too. You guys really need to go check out Jen's Instagram. <laughs> it's super cool to like see everything she's doing, see what she's catching. It's fun. Uh <laughs> And it's cool, especially for the West Coast people, because we're seeing people in Texas uh, froth out and see surf and, and fishing and different ways of life. And, uh, you know, I could go on and on about how fun your Instagram is, but um, we we really appreciate you coming back. <laughs> well, thank on, you. Jen. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I'm so glad that y'all had me come back on and and I look forward to the next conversation that we have on here for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get you back on. I want to talk to you more about shark fishing um, again soon so <laughs> let's get you back on again yeah. for that and uh we'll catch you next time jen thank you for okay. coming on to today's podcast okay thank you i appreciate it and let me know when you come to texas okay absolutely thanks everybody for listening in today's podcast we'll catch you next time see you jen thanks for listening in to above and below a salt life podcast make sure to follow us on instagram at real salt life if you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty. <laughs>